All right, let's go to the rapid fire. So, um, so we talked about the winners of those series. Now let's talk about the losers in more detail. We kind of touched upon how the Stars and the Preds did. Um, yeah, so I think there was actually like a rumor that I think I touched on it last year, last episode, that this like um, Lundqvist uh, to the Stars. Um, although Lundqvist would have to remove his no-move clause, it kind of makes sense because the Rangers aren't going anywhere. Lundqvist wants that cup. It would make the Stars a better team. Um, but um, And the Rangers don't really have that many prospects, so they would get like a couple prospects back and they'd be in rebuild mode if they did that. Um, but I don't... I don't know. I don't really see it happening though. I feel like Lundqvist is the kind of guy who wants to stick it out. Um, and the uh, yeah. So um, I don't know. I guess we can say so. The Stars, Preds, Capitals, and Islanders eliminated. I'm not sure. And then what do they do now? Um, I guess we can just briefly touch on each one, even though. Um, we kind of already did for the Stars and Preds. So the Stars, yeah, we, we've kind of talked about this a lot. Their their defense and their goaltending is atrocious. Um, I can't, I'm actually interested. Well, I wouldn't say yeah. their goaltending is atrocious. It's average and inconsistent at best. Yeah. But their defense, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely their, yeah. their Achilles heel. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I know Sagan and Ben are great, and Sharp and Spezza are good, too. I just, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't make the playoffs next year. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be either. I was. I. I. I had them last in in the division, which you know <laughs> they went from they went from you know one of the well, bottom fears in that division to first. Right. So that didn't really happen. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, that's how. That's how insecure I was about their defense because <laughs> that that defense isn't going to win them anything even yeah. if they make the playoffs and um, it did this year and until they address it it's still going to be their downfall yeah i mean they did address it sort of last offseason with aduya but uh, i think yeah. they need to do more yeah um, if they get a couple of key pieces on defense yep yeah. then they could be a threat to maybe go into the conference finals maybe play for a stanley cup even. yeah um i know Goligoski is a ufa and yeah. i think there's a couple of other players that are ufas um so uh yeah they have uh, i think niemi as well but um no, steven johns i i heard yeah. good things about him throughout the series though yeah he played pretty well he's really coming into his own yeah so that's promising but that they, promising. they need to do more than just steven johns on defense. yeah that's true um but yeah, so I, I knowing Jim Neal, he'll probably address it somehow. But uh, I, I feel like defense is like a big issue in a lot of teams, um, mine included. So um, it'll be uh, it'll be tough to see who um, who can actually you know get their team across. Uh, the Preds. Uh, so it turns out they didn't need Jimmy VC in there, uh, um, who was supposedly gonna play. Uh, on the top line, if he was, um, if he signed, but uh, the uh, yeah, so they they went pretty far um, in the in the central division uh, as a wild card team, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know if they. Um, I'm trying to see if they have any UFAs in their system, but they looked. Um, I mean, obviously Shea Weber and. 
Pecorine aren't getting any younger. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, they have Ryan Johansson, which will help them a lot. Um, Mike Fisher was a big part in their um, playoffs. Phil Forsberg kind of went invisible. He's yeah. gonna be a he, he's gonna be an RFA next year. Um, I'm just looking. To, yeah, they don't really, they have they don't have too many UFAs next year, so they their their core will be intact. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. They're a young team. I think they'll they'll be um, they'll be good. Although it yeah, is tough in that division. Be, I think they're still a playoff team next year, no yeah. question. The question is, you know, when when everything's reloaded and what the other teams do as free agency looms and yeah. what they do to make their team better. If the National Predators don't make their team better, much like any other team in the league, if they don't make their team better, you can be sure someone else is going to do all they can to make their team better. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're going to be at a disadvantage. Yeah. So... I don't think they're going to have to tweak much, but if they can add another big piece or two, if if that's at all possible, then by all means they need to do that because, like you said, Pekka, Rina, and Shea Weber aren't getting any younger. Pekka addressed that at the end of Game 7. Yeah. Um, he's so 30. I didn't realize this. He's, their, their window is, is closing, especially with Shea Weber. You know, He's not yeah. going to be worth all that money forever. I didn't realize this, but uh, Rina is 33 years old. Really? He, yeah. And he he still has four years left on his contract. Wow. Um, and Shea Weber's thirty, and his contract ends <laughs> in twenty twenty six. So, um, <laughs> so I don't. Thank the Flyers for that. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, right, right. Because he he uh they had they, match, yeah. they had to match that, yeah. So, um, um, that's <laughs> um. I don't know. That's, that's it's kind of funny, especially considering Rene didn't. I had him on my fantasy team. He uh, he didn't look great um, in the regular season, but um, he looked good in the playoffs. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, it shows what I know. A, he's a hot and cold goal. He's easily beatable yeah. when he's not in his game, but when yeah. he is on his game, he's very tough to stop. I think that has a lot to do with the fact that when Barry Trotz left, they left. Um, so left. Mitch Korn, um, who is the goalie coach there. And now, um, now and, coaches for Washington along with yeah, Barry Trotz. And, yeah, and, and that's part of the reason why Holtby has been so good. Um, yeah. But uh, also why Rene has been so inconsistent. And that, I think, is, again, another reason why, you know, this could have been our year to make some yeah. noise, as Becca Rene alluded to, is yeah. because... You know, all this success isn't going to be there forever, especially, you know, if you go through this again yeah. and you got L.A. and Chicago actually in your way. And, yeah, they pushed Anaheim to 7 and San Jose to 7, but they didn't have to face Anaheim. They didn't – or, the, did sorry, they didn't have to face L.A. They didn't have to face Chicago. Mm. Yeah, no, whereas, that's true. Whereas the Sharks had to face L.A. and St. Louis had to face Chicago. So. Yeah. Um, so, the pre, uh, so, as we just discussed, Barry Trotz, and Mitch Korn went to the Capitals, and they uh, they also lost um, yeah. to the Penguins. Um, this was more surprising because this was by far the Capitals' best chance at a Stanley Cup because yeah. uh, they were the President's Trophy winner. Uh, they just um, it's kind of I mean I was I did pick the Penguins to win, 
but I was kind of surprised that it didn't go to Game 7. Um, I thought... It was close. Yeah. All they needed was an OT winner. Yeah, that's and true. Justin Williams was doing his thing in elimination games. He's, <laughs> he's, he's clutch. They were close. Yeah, that's true. They were close, but... um. Especially with those, like, three uh, offside penalties. The, the uh, well, delay of game, yeah. The that's three insane. delay of game penalties. Like, back to back to back. Yeah. Um, and the Capitals, like, just couldn't do anything for the power play, which is kind of crazy, too, when you think about it, considering that that's, like, Washington's biggest strength is they always do well in the power play when you whenever you have Ovechkin there. But, um, yeah, I don't... I. Um, yeah, Kuznetsov didn't show. Uh, the, I know people are like, quote unquote, blaming Ovechkin, but you shouldn't. They shouldn't really be. They, you should blame like Holtby didn't really perform as well. I mean, he was good. He wasn't as good as he could have been. He was good, but he wasn't great. Is yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, he wasn't like what we've seen of him in earlier the in the season. season. Yeah, he wasn't lights out. Um, the. Uh, I'm just going to call out some people. <laughs> Backstrom wasn't great. Uh, Kuznetsov didn't, like, was a no-show. Justin Williams was okay. I think really only the only Oshie and Ovechkin were really the only two players that um, really did what they were expected of. But, um, yeah, I think it's kind of weird to like think, like, well, they'll be back. But, again, Ovechkin's... Like in his in the wrong end of thirty now, um, and uh, you know Backstrom's I think also pretty old too, but um, so there's there isn't a lot of time for Washington in the Ovechkin era, maybe in the Holtby era, but uh, um, yeah. Oh, Backstrom is twenty eight. Oshie is twenty nine. Didn't realize Oshie was twenty nine. Well. Um, yeah, they have a, they have a couple of old guys, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I'm not really sure why they didn't, they just failed, but they did. It, I think, I think uh, Pittsburgh really surprised them. And I I think it's not like they didn't take. Pittsburgh seriously enough, but they, they, like I said before, they ran into a hot goalie. Matt Murray was on his game, and he was yeah. a huge part of I think why Pittsburgh won. But at the end of the day, you know, when you look at a team like Washington, you know, when you get beat in six games like that, um, you know, people, you know, when you're the Presidents Trophy winners, everyone says, oh, you know, it was more Washington lost that series than Pittsburgh won right. that series. And you're right, if Guys like Ovechkin and Backstrom and Kuznetsov probably pulled their weight a little bit more. Maybe it's a different story. Right. And it likely would have been a different story. Yeah. But Pittsburgh won a lot of close games. They they won game six in yeah, overtime. I don't, I, don't to, overtime. I don't mean to discredit Pittsburgh because they did, yeah. they did they, deserve they that. They won the close games. And that's what Washington yeah. was able to do in the regular season. They couldn't do it in, in, in this. Yeah. And and they had trouble closing Philly out because Neuberth was, was on his game. And so I think that was a little bit of cause for concern for me is, you know, when when you had Philly on the ropes and, and they gave it all they had in the final three games and it, it took a, sh- a one nothing shutout for you to finally eliminate them. You know, that, that kind of, that was kind of a bit of a cause for concern for me to a certain yeah. extent. Um, and, and Pittsburgh kind of proved that and 
in, in the second round too, because you know, again, winning a lot of close games and and keeping the Washington Snipers at bay. And I think if their power play was a little bit better, like you said, perhaps it's a, a little bit of a different story. Yeah. Uh, but you can pinpoint so so many things, and you can switch everything around and think it's going to make your team better. But sometimes doing nothing is the best thing. And I think they did a lot to address some of the stuff uh, during uh, the last offseason by getting TJ Oshie and Justin Williams. Those are great signs. They just didn't – they weren't pulling their rope in the same direction enough when they needed to. Yeah, and I think fair. if they get an offseason, if everyone gets their minds cleared and they learn from this and they get back more motivated, more fa- uh, more bigger, faster, stronger – it, it sometimes it takes it takes losing a series like this before you win a big series like the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, I mean if you and I think that's yeah. what Washington needs. I think they're going to be back if they don't change too much and they and they're just more motivated. I think you see the Washington Capitals finally make some noise and finally mm-hmm. do what everyone was expecting them to do this year, and that's make the Stanley Cup Finals yeah. and win it. But they're like the Rangers two years ago. They know that window is fading. Yeah, especially for Ovechkin, and again next year is an hour and every year for the Washington Capitals, at least in the Ovechkin era. Okay, um, yeah, I mean, you also like if you want to look at like the Sharks and the Blues, they became more mo- motivated after their playoff losses. Yeah, um, as well. Although it took the Sharks two years, uh, not right away. Um, and again, to their credit, like yeah. I don't think too many people gave them a chance to even make the playoffs. I certainly yeah, didn't. This I didn't year. either. Yeah. And and here they are. So yeah. <laughs> uh, this 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 league can change so quickly. Yeah. Um. And it, it, it it's 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 a matter of you know who wants it more and who's got what it takes. Yep. Um. We're kind of. I didn't realize we're we're fifth. We're at the fifty minute mark. So. Uh, we have to get some going a little now, bit more. We didn't talk about the Islanders. Yeah, yet. I was about to say that. So yeah, the Islanders eliminated as well. They uh, they were also surprising too because they were a wild card team. But um, yeah, they uh, uh, so they uh, were also eliminated from the Lightning by the Lightning. They were eliminated right almost right after we uh, finished our podcast last week. Um, Kyle Ocposo is going to be a free agent next year. I don't, yeah. It looks like they're not going to resign him, but, um, yeah, they have him there, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, they're also a young team too. They may, um, I think it, it all depends on this off season, what they do. They got Michael Dalcole and Josh Hosang yep. waiting in the wings too. Remember that. Yep. And John Tavares is, uh, like showed what he could do in the playoffs yep. in the first yep. round. So came up big at, uh, at key times, especially yep. in game six against Florida too. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, it's the, the Islanders, I think, you know, people forget, you know, yeah, they made it to the second round, and yeah, they beat Tampa in game one, and yeah, they lost four straight, and yeah, they lost games three and four in overtime, which were very close games. Yeah. They did that with Thomas Grice. <laughs> they did that with Thomas Grice, their backup goalie, a yeah. solid backup goalie. Although I, I was... really heralded as a starter. I was hearing they reports... They did that with Thomas Grice, and Yaroslav Halak is healthy. Yeah. I... I 
I, I think this team is, is still capable of making some noise next yeah. year. But, again, their offseason is really going to dictate which direction this I team is. I was hearing reports that uh, Grice may actually be the starter next year for them. Really? Yeah. Because uh, he, he impressed Malak them. Because has got still some years on his contract, and he's got at least they, two. Yeah, they he impressed them so much that they, um, in the playoffs that he, they're thinking about it uh, for the next year. Um, well, or at I, least I maybe like do a, like a... He certainly deserves a shot. Yeah. He certainly deserves a shot. Or at least do like a dual thing or like a dynamic duo, yeah, duo I, kind I of think, thing. I think you see more of Thomas Grice. I don't yeah. really peg him as a starter right now because, you know, I wouldn't base so much, uh, too much of anything on a playoff run. Yeah. But he certainly deserves a chance to prove himself a little more next year, maybe play 30 to 35 games. And he certainly earned that chance. Um, so, yeah. gonna say so I'm looking at the Islanders page. Uh, they have a lot of UFAs and RFAs. Okay. Uh, so Ocposo, Nielsen, Matt Martin, uh, Steve Bernier, and Eric Bolton are all UFAs. Um, uh, of course, Ocposo and Franz Nielsen are the big ones. Yeah, those ones. are the two big ones. But uh, I don't. I I was hearing reports that Ocposo doesn't want to resign. So they're going to have to <laughs> work with finding a winger for Tavares. Um, and uh, RFA's uh, Ryan Stroms, Casey Zizekas, uh, Shane, Shane Prince. I'm just having a terrible time with the <laughs> pronunciations. Um, oh, and Merrick Zizekas is a UFA. Yeah, um, he's probably retiring. He's probably going to retire. Yeah, he's 39. So uh, they have a lot of money to work with. But uh, so they may, you know, they may try to sign someone um, to uh, work with Tavares and the young guys. Like as you mentioned, Dal Cole and Hosang are b- both probably going to be there next season. Um, all right, let's go. Since we're close to running out of time, we have let's just let's actually do true rapid fire. So Guy Boucher, you said that someone on your radio station. Um, I uh, had yeah. him on. Uh, yeah, the morning show guys at uh, 580 CFRA in Ottawa, the news talk radio station in Ottawa. Uh, there are two of them. That's, this is one of them. Hag P. Boucher and Pierre Dorian on uh, the morning show on uh, this past Monday. And Guy Boucher said it's, you know, a race between several Ferraris. And, some, and this league is so close, you know, one Ferrari can be ahead of the other, and then the next second the other Ferrari pulls ahead. So... <laughs> You know, tweaking a Ferrari makes all the difference. So he says, he, he also goes on to say, you know, we need to stick to our strengths because if we reduce some of our strengths to improve our, on our weaknesses, then you're average at everything. So that's interesting, you know, to to kind of stick to what you're good at, but also improve a little, but not too much on what you need to be better at. And defense is going to be a focal point. He's going to address that with his players. And he's hitting all the right notes so far. What, what really in, intrigued me is that during the press conference that followed later in the day, that Pierre Dorian said Saturday at 11 a.m., Guy Boucher was his top choice. And I believe the news about Bruce Boudreaux going to Minnesota came uh, several hours later. So it makes you wonder if either they knew about Bruce Boudreaux going to Minnesota at that time, or regardless of Bruce Boudreaux going to Minnesota, Guy Boucher was going to be their guy yeah. anyway. I think I heard that like Boudreaux like like didn't like get along with Dorian or or Melnick or something like that. 
And, um, and Dorian made it pretty clear. He, he, the GM and the coach have got to be on the same page. Yeah. And I, I guess him and Boucher were on the same page more than him and Boudreau, or Boudreau was with Melnick. So. Yeah. Um, all right, I think uh, let's, let's go to the next topic. Rangers not re-signing Eric Stahl, Dan Boyle, or Dominic Moore. These aren't really huge surprises, especially considering that Eric Stahl um, didn't really perform in the playoffs. Dan Boyle is really old, and Dominic Moore didn't really show. But yeah, they're not resigning those guys. They made that clear. It, looks it like, could be a sign of things to come, though. That look yeah. was trade you mentioned. It couldn't. Be, it might not happen this year or the next year. But if, if they slowly regress, I don't don't surprise don't be surprised if it happens. The question is yeah. now. It depends. What, it, that, it, yeah, it, de- it depends because they have a goaltending prospect named Brandon Halverson who plays yeah. with the two Greyhounds. Oh and no, they, I was and and, and they got to be watching closely for the next Henrik Lundqvist to come, or at least a decent <laughs> replacement for him. Yeah, and well, as good a goalie as Antti Rant is, I don't think he's the second coming of Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah, and the Rangers if, don't if really he have. Has, he has. He hasn't been given the chance to show it. The yet. Rangers don't have prospects. I don't even think they have that many. Um, uh, early round picks due to yeah. that Yandel trade and the Eric Stahl trade that they had this year. So um, I don't, yeah, they're kind of in a depleted mode right now. Yeah, and um, again, so, Yandel is, is going to be, I think, on the outside looking in eventually yeah. too. Um, so I think it depends on, for in terms of Lundqvist, I think it depends on if he wants to move because he has that no movement clause. So if he wants to move and thinks that there's a better shot somewhere else, which there is, um, and it, and he's he's 30 years old, so he probably you know he has a couple more years left um, if he wants that cup. I don't think the Rangers are gonna are there necessarily. So um, yeah, it'll be something to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, Daryl Sutter, another not surprise, but uh, Daryl Sutter signed two years and an option of a third year to stay with the Kings. Um, he's probably one of the best coaches in the NHL, so this certainly yeah. isn't a surprise. It would be more of a surprise if he didn't, but uh, yeah. Um, so there there we have, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. No, it's it, the Kings are keeping what they've already got. They're sticking to their strengths, and they're going to be a cup contender so long as Daryl Sutter is their coach. Yep. I, I think he makes a lot more of a difference. Than, I think he makes a lot more of an impact than people realize. I think he he, he really keeps everyone on the same page in Los Angeles. You know whether or not uh, some people like him, or or uh, you know whether or not uh, the media likes what he has to say at the end of the game. Sometimes, sometimes he doesn't <laughs> give them much. Yeah, but at the end of the day, if they're still winning, you really don't care. I always think that he's the uh, he's the Greg Popovich or Bill Belichick yeah. of the yeah, NHL. I think that's an accurate statement. Just yeah. just based on how they how they handle the media and how yeah. they always win. Um, so they're not, they're not colorful like John Tortorella. Yeah, but just just some of the sound bites they've got. They just they just yeah. Um, they're not friends with the media. We'll say that. Uh, Hungary uh, wins the first their first world championship game since 1939. Um, yeah, really. I mean, I, I don't know if there's too much to say about this, but I thought that was a cool statistic. It, it, it kind of reminds me of Denmark and what they did. Um, I believe it was in the World Junior Championships two years ago uh, when they had Nikolai Ehlers on their team. Uh, Nikolai Ehlers on their team. Sorry. 
Um, and, and they made it to the quarterfinals and they faced Canada. This was in the tournament in Toronto. And they, they went from being, you know, a team that's just basically fighting to stay out of the relegation round to a team that goes to the conference, uh, or not to the conference, to the quarterfinals <laughs> and give Canada a decent fight, um, in that quarterfinal match, uh, that kind of invoked the, uh, or, or Latvia's Christers Goodlevskis almost single-handedly defeating Team Canada in the 2014 Olympics in the quarterfinals there. So that, that's, that kind of just, it kind of just brings out, you know, it, it gives you goosebumps. Like when you, an underdog that has no business winning all of a sudden wins a game or two or three. And it, and it just makes you really it, it makes you feel good seeing a team that no one expects to win that just goes out and does their country proud and you see the country just you know with not really much to cheer about <laughs> as far as their hockey team doing anything and then all of a sudden you know they win a game or two and it's like they win the whole tournament so I, I just love seeing stuff like that good for Hungary good for them um, yeah and then I guess we'll talk about worlds here. Um, the Germany. I just got this message that Germany upset USA by the score of three two with a late wow. goal. Holzner. They, they were tied with Canada at one point. Yeah, Holzner scores with thirty three seconds remaining. Um, when it was two wow. two. Yeah. So. Um, um. Yeah. That that's crazy. I know. I haven't really been following it too much. Like I usually do. I feel like this is more of like a Canadian thing where people pay attention to because it's like. It always seems like Canada brings their best players, and then um, no one else really does. Yeah, Canada and Russia, not surprisingly, they're yeah. they're near the top there. Sweden's right. all right. Uh, USA I, is all right too. Finland yeah. with Laney, Patrick Laney, is looking very very solid. Uh, yeah, Austin Matthews and Patrick Laney have uh, have been like the darlings of the of the tournament. It seems like. Nyquist is up in the in the goal department, six goals in the tournament, yeah. I believe. And uh, Kuz, it was funny too. Uh, apparently, Kuznetsov and Ovechkin, as soon as they lost to the Penguins, they went straight to Russia um, and played for the Russian. So did Orlov. Yeah, and Orlov. So that that was like, a, I mean, I guess you could knock them for that. Like, oh, they care more about the worlds than the, their their team. Which isn't true. It's just they, you know, they just they just want to play hockey. Um, yeah, they they want to represent their country, and, yeah. and you know from from uh, the previous you know discussions with the Olympics and the NHL and Ovechkin saying you know I you know if if you know skipping on the NHL means they get to play in the Olympics, so be it. Yeah, and he's that passionate for his country. If he's got a chance to play for his country, he'll do that. Yeah. Um. But again, you know, he, he doesn't like losing. I mean, you know, yeah. a couple of weeks after his Capitals are knocked out by the Rangers game seven overtime in round two, they get embarrassed by Canada. <laughs> and I think when uh, Kovalchuk was uh, and company were, you know, walking off the ice before the Canadian National Anthem played at the end of the finals, I think Ovechkin was one of the few players saying, you know, get back on the ice, you know, let's don't don't be like this. Yeah. So it Ovechkin cares, and I can understand why people are you know decide to knock him you know for saying oh you know he care about more of your country and then he care about the NHL or the Capitals the yada 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 yeah I don't he cares about winning 
he hates to lose. Yeah. And he's, I'm sure he's sick of losing right now. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's more just the fact that he loves hockey. He would rather yeah. play hockey than not yeah, play he's, hockey. He's, so. he's, like, he's like a younger version of Yarmar Yager. Yeah. He's, he's probably going to play hockey till he dies. Yep. Uh, probably will. Um, on that note, I'm Brett Duboff. I'm Steve Ellsworth, and we'll talk again in episode 32 of the Lace Up Podcast. Yep.